When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On this episode of Bantha Milk Podcast, we talk about a lone soldier and a pod race. And a new theme song. Intro music. I don't care who you are. That's good. That's good stuff, right? I there. love. I love how the profession fades out. Fashion oh profession. yeah, man. Someone, some people out there who are just not expecting that are just going to be like, "What just happened?" And what podcast? Oh is my this? goodness! They're yeah. we're now listening to a professional podcast, That's right? Not two idiots. Actually, yeah. So we we have a brand spanking new um, intro theme uh, that you know still holds true. I think to our. <laughs> That's right. You know, I really should have put some air horns in there. I might, I might have to go back and do a little editing. I think when you do um, Jedi of the Week, there's got to be at least one air horn in it. Send me the clip of that. I will do that. Write down a note to send me the clip of that because that is happening. Um, but yeah, yeah. I uh, you know now that I'm teaching a, a class on digital audio workspace, uh, I'm better at it, right? So I uh, I, I gave a our old. Uh, theme song a remodel uh, there you go i don't think you can really even call it the same theme but i think it kept the spirit so anyway yes. we are here uh podcasting right and uh how are you rob i am wonderful we are i tell you it's jan halfway through january halfway through january that puts you to like almost two months past no shave november and the beard is still going strong Beard is still strong yeah i, I do been... notice you're you're trimming down the sides and you're bringing out the front you had mentioned to me yeah I, I trimmed the front down a little bit as well because it was getting a little too that's the point yeah but i was like uh, uh like what's the basis from van halen whatever his he had like a big one or even like uh I really should know that you should and what's that other there was another uh like anthrax Oh, Anthrax's bassist. He had yeah. like this big one, and it was. I felt like I was getting into start starting the uh, bass career of a rock and roll band, and I didn't want to go that far. So I I trimmed it up a little bit, and then it was weird when I got my hair cut. My guy, he was awesome, but then he like trimmed the top of the mustache. Yeah. So I have like an extra lip up here. I'm like, okay, it's gonna take a whole month for that to grow back out to the bottom where I want it again. Yeah, my my barber, I love my barber. Go to see, go to Revolution Barber Company in Runnymede. Um, she always does that where she trims right here, uh -huh. and I'm like, you know, I'm trying to grow this this way because yeah. I, I can't grow crap for mustache hairs. And she's like, yeah, that's fine. But you got it. This isn't okay. Yeah. This isn't okay. <laughs> and I trust my barber, right? Yeah. So, um, but no, I dig it. Keep the facial fuzz. Um, Thank you. We've got we've got some cool stuff heading our way. Uh, but first, I guess we should probably tell the people where they can find us, right? You have Bantha milk. You need to break into, brother. Yes. Sorry, I already broke. Yes, into you broke into yours. Day. I've pulled <laughs> out the old uh, Big Wave Golden Ale from Kona Brewing. All right. All right. Oops. Oh, maybe. It was a little one. Oh, uh, that was, you know. It was very uh, on there, really, really tight. Yeah, so. but, you know, it's a bottle. You, know, you, yeah. don't, you don't get that same can. You don't get the same, yeah, the can snap. 
Um, all right. So as Rob pours that beer, uh, I will go ahead and well, it's Bantha Milk. Sorry, I want to remind y'all where you can find us. You can find <laughs> us on Twitter for the time being and Twitter at Bantha Milk. Right. Uh, right. I think Twitter is currently selling uh, usernames in order to make rent. So oh my gosh, Lord like... knows how long we're going to be on Twitter. Um, you can find us on Gmail, right? If you want to email us, like some weirdo. Podcast at gmail.com. We're on Facebook for all of you people over the age of 40. Um, that is BanthamilkPodcast.com slash Sacred Jedi. T- oh, wait. No, it's <laughs> slash Banthamilk Podcast, <laughs> right? Banthamil That's Podcast. our group. Our group is uh, Facebook.com slash groups slash yeah. Sacred Jedi Text. If you want to uh, put up any Star Wars memes of any sort. Oh, yeah. We like the memes. Yeah, they're Star fun Wars on memes. there. Um, yeah, you can do that on our Instagram too. Send us Instagram stuff. Uh, we're at Banthamilk Podcast, uh, you know. You know, at us, and we'll 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 get you going up here. We'll get you on our Instagram, and you'll be famous, right? Because we're be famous. famous. Rob has at least like nine friends that I can count, mm-hmm. and I've only known him for a couple of years. So, and uh, I'm gonna throw you under the bus real fast oh, no, here. here we go. Yeah, because I'm go. good like that. I love it. Uh, I've been. Uh, we own our Instagram account, which is I know at you Bantha said it, at Bantha Milk Podcast. Yeah. Uh, I've been following a lot more people and getting a lot of follow back. So. Sure. We are our likes and follows and everything on on Instagram have increased Love drastically. It. Love it. Thanks. Buddy. So if anybody who works here, you know, ever has time when they're just sitting on a porcelain throne, they can, you know, add more likes and, and wait, people wait. and stuff like that works here. Works are, here. Are you getting paid? <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> are, Believe been, you me. Have they been paying you from ears up ears and like up has not, under the table and yeah. like you're just like don't tell Nick. No, just don't worry no. about it. Uh, ears up has not paid us one red cent. Uh, to be fair, they sent us some equipment. Mm-hmm. Right, and they're delightful human beings. They are delightful human and beings, and they did give me that Corvette last year. But that was wait, what? that was not tax. Mm-hmm. That was not taxable income because it was a write off. There you go. And that means something. Right. It's taxi. Right. So it's anyway, a, you should it's check out our friends expense. in Ears Up. Yes. Right? Ears Up. Uh, they've got There's a, lot a whole of bunch things. of shows. Ears Up. Ears Up in depth. There's that uh, the Supreme Resort. I have to say their name right. Jimmy gets offended when we call them Taco nom, Supreme. Yum, yum, yum. like the cookie monster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the taco monster, I oh, guess. Um, Oh, Impractical Jokers. Have you ever watched that? Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> was like, nom, 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 nom. That was one of the things they Joe just, used to do all the time. Oh, okay. Nom, 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 nom. I was like, oh, my gosh. Good, that, that one, like, I'm split between, like, laughing hysterically and I can't watch because I'm so uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. Like, the ones where yeah. they're just making idiots in themselves, I think it's great. But then they start, like, poking other people. I could not. I can't handle it. Yeah, no. I, would, I would have no problem making fun of myself or even, like, there was a couple, there was a couple where they're, like, like the blindfolded glasses and yeah. they just make them go over and sit right next to somebody. And then the person gets up and whatever. I could probably handle that. But when they tell them to say inappropriate or mean things yeah, to people, when, when you're like really have to, there was the one where the dude had to go to like a, a women's uh, conference and like be on stage as like a, a foremost like expert on women. Okay. And like with this panel of other feminists <laughs> and talk about, like women where they belong and stuff. And I'm like, no, 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 yeah. no this is not okay. Oh, yeah. God, this I, could, yeah, I when, felt uncomfortable when they, when they take it to that level, that's when I'm like, Ooh, although I will say I laugh every time at the, put as many balloons on a person as they're mm-hmm. shopping as possible. Mm-hmm. I've always been tempted to the do the paper that. clips, yep. uh, pencils. I saw them like putting pencils in people's pockets okay, and stuff. One. Oh my God. So yep. funny. But we are a star Wars. Podcast. We are. Oh, there is it. We're here for star Wars. That's yeah. right. We're this not is here our, for- our, what is it? Uh, 
What, what did uh, UPN turn into? My oh. PHL, right? Yeah, yeah. Like that. This is not the My PHL channel. Or podcast. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, I guess we should start talking about some stuff we have coming so, up, right? Yeah, so, but, well, I... Oh, wait, one, you gave me notes, even. And I just yeah, one important thing, this is episode 90, I think. Is this episode 90? Yeah, it's either 90 or 91. We're, like, getting close to 100 episodes. What are we going to do for our 100th episode? Uh, same thing we do for every other episode. Try to take over the world. That's right. I love that. For, Pinky for in the, the brain. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I, sometimes I realize I hang around kids all the time, and I'm like, man, no one gets my references. And then I hang with Rob. And, I'm and like, then I get them all. We're all old We're together. all old. <laughs> yep. We, I know all your old references. And that's the great thing about being, you know, my age now is like I've re- I've aged out of the young teacher thing and now mm-hmm. I'm just, we're all just in the same category of yeah old. of old yeah, yeah. you're Doesn't now matter. no you're longer old. the cool young teacher you're that, you're part of that old group ain't that the truth ain't that the truth um, so yeah go on uh, oh yeah so the other rest of, so we got uh the Taco Supreme those guys Supreme Resort uh, scraping the vault which is uh, funny they did they did a rundown of break into electric boogaloo. Okay. From 1987 or something. Yeah. Did you ever see it? No, but I assume that is the movie where Electric Boogaloo yes. comes, like whenever comes from, someone yes. ever says number they, they two. They add it to every okay. other, yeah. Interesting. I loved it as a kid in 1987, and then when they, they in an email chain or a uh, text message chain that I'm with them, they said something about it, and I was like, oh my gosh. So I went back, and I forget what it was on, but I rewatched it. I don't want to say it didn't hold up as well. <laughs> yeah. But it was definitely much different watching it now than it was when I was 12 or whatever sure. I was back then. Um, but it was really funny. Jimmy found an article that somebody wrote in 2008 about it on AV Club's website. Yeah. And he read the whole article and it was a breakdown of the whole thing. It was so funny because the title of the article was, I watched this movie on purpose. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we did that with yeah. uh, with the Star Wars Christmas special with the Christmas and with special, the yeah. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> and the Wookie, the uh, uh, yeah, the Wookie TV show, then what whatever was it was. called, Adventures in Wookie Land yeah, or whatever. I don't know. Either way, um, either way. <laughs> so yeah, so that was so that's those guys, and then there's also the new Puny Pod. Puny Pod, that's right. I yeah. haven't been able to catch them yet. Have they put they out have, some stuff? They have one official uh, episode about the first Iron Man. Okay, uh, which. Later on in the news, I have some things to talk about that. Ready and then they ha- they have another episode out that is like an intro to them episode, which is pretty cool. There was a lot of good backstory of Marvel in their intro episode. Sure. Uh, Marvel before the cinematic universe began. So right. it was, it was, it's good. So yeah, yeah Iron so Man check 1 is, a, I think, a good place to start. For, yeah. For, and they're know. going in chronological order. Okay, so as the movies came out. As the out. movies came out. That's good. So it should be a lot of really great, great episodes. And, you know, in maybe a year or two, it's going to get really weird. Right. Exactly. Because <laughs> yeah. it's exactly what Marvel That's how Marvel done. got weird then also. Yeah. So we got all those things. We've been live for 13 minutes, Senor Skokox. I still don't know how to pronounce that. S-C-O-X-O-C. How do you how do you pronounce that? Socks. Socks. Mr. Socks. <laughs> Mr. Socks. We have been, we're 13 minutes in. You, you could just caught us at a good time. You caught us at a great time freestyle watches yes in the uh, show notes and on our website at banthamilkpodcast.com there's a link if you want to get uh, 10% off watches or bands for all of your watches that yeah. start with i watch yeah not not google watch not google watches like nick once yeah. once nick once they come out with a google watch nick is all over that's it that's it i'll be there but until then yep you got to get it on the iPhone. You got to get right? it on so. the i. You got to get an iWatch. Uh, last week, Cameron and I made because we were going to have a segment in our show called Cooking with Cameron. 
So Cameron and I made uh, a recipe out of this book that I'm holding next to me, Star Wars Galactic Baking. Uh, and I posted a couple of pictures on our Instagram. So go ahead and check it out on Instagram. At right, Bantha Milk Podcast. At Bantha Milk Podcast. But it was the very first... Uh, recipe in here. This is the very first one. Here. You're sure flipping a lot of pages. I know. Here we, go. Here we it go. It was called Bantha Blue Butter Cookie Sandwiches. I appreciate the alliteration of that. Yes. Bantha Blue Butter. Bantha Blue Butter just rolls right off Say the tongue. Say that five times fast, Rob. Go. I cannot. I, know I will can. only, I won't even try. Bantha Blue Butter. Bantha Blue Bantha Butter. Bantha Blue Butter. Man, I nailed that. You're good. I'm I'm impressed. So there are little cookies that were food coloring changed to blue with some ice cream in the middle of it. They were delicious. I wanted to share them with you, but we didn't do a show last week, and I made them last week, Not and bad. they are now gone. So that's, that's fair, I think. Yeah, so I think that's more than they fair. were delicious. So uh, the recipe and pictures of our cookies are all on our uh, not on the website, but on our Instagram. Check the Insta. so check them out. We're gonna make some more recipes eventually as well from here. Mister um, Sox is mentioning Jedi Fallen Order. Glad you're enjoying it. He started watching it. Um, Anyway, didn't mean to interrupt you. It seemed like you were at a cadence there, right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, definitely get into it and, and check out all the little minor details, especially if you don't have a PS5 or, or an Xbox One, right, or whatever the new one is, because yes. unfortunately, as we did find out last time, Jedi Survivor is going to be on next-gen exclusive. Mm-hmm. Bummed out. I'm poor. Someone send Phantom Milk Podcast to PlayStation 5, please. I think that's tax-deductible. Right? I think it's, it is. I think you can write it off like my Corvette. I think 100% you can. There you go. Um, so, yeah, check that out. Um, so is, is this a good time to mention our, our guest that we have coming on? Yeah. So, uh, we can announce a whole bunch of things at the same time. Oh, yeah. Um, so real time. fast, I want to, these, some website I found where there was some star Wars trivia. So I'm going to ask you three and I'm sure these are very easy and right. anybody who's listening to our show will get them right away. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, some what is the shortest movie in the star Wars franchise? What is the shortest movie in the star Wars franchise? The shortest movie. That's what it oh, says. See, I might not know these. Um, my guess is either a new hope or I don't know that crappy freaking Star Wars Jabba the Hutt Clone Wars one. The <laughs> that was weird. Yeah. Did, was that your phone? <laughs> yeah. that, that, <laughs> that was an answer. <laughs> <laughs> was it right? <laughs> uh, this just says Star Wars, so you can tell so, that some amateur did this. So it would be a new hope. So, yes. So now that being said, Star Wars. Fans can be very persnickety, mm-hmm. and the title of the original Star Wars A New Hope was Star Wars. Was Star Wars so in 1977. Sure, right. It was called Star Wars, yes. Uh, what? Whose genetic DNA template was used to create the clones? This is easy. You should get oh, this Oh, Jango Fett. Jango Fett, yes. And the third question for today. During the Battle of Naboo, who fires the shot that saves the Gungans? In the who Battle fi- oh, of it's, Naboo. Oh, it's Jar Jar. Nope. No? Eh. Who was it? This says Anakin. That's what this says. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so, right. there we go. Because, like, he's in the ship. He's in, Yeah, he blows up the ship. I thought we were talking about on the ground because, you know, Jar Jar does that dumb thing where you, like... Oh, well, Jar- you can just stop right there. Jar Jar does, does that, that dumb, dumb thing. thing. Yeah. Period. <laughs> Period. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, one out of three. That wasn't my best. No. So, that's a... No, uh, you got two out of three because okay. you did say Star Wars. And it's pronounced Skok Socks. Skok Socks. I like it. Scock socks. It sounds like a, like, like, you know, an ox. Ox socks. Who, who is wearing yes. very tall ox socks. Ox in socks, yes. I'm thinking like 80s leg warmer style socks there on you an go. oxen. On an oxen. I understand. It sounds like a lot thing. of fun. Uh, kind of like uh, Nerf Nuggets. 
I so <laughs> I was driving here when I watched that one. Okay. Um so it was just kind of on and I heard the word Nerf Nuggets, and I'm like, what is happening <laughs> in this sh- Like, what? <laughs> I had to rewind, and yeah. did I really just hear Nerf did Nuggets? Did I hear Nerf Nuggets? Yep, sure It's did. like Dino Nuggets or Chicken Nuggets, but... Nerf Nuggets. Know, nerf Nuggets. It's yeah, Nerf or nothing, man. Nerf or nothing. All right, <laughs> so let's um let's do this. Uh, let's announce what's coming on, and then we'll do some news. I got some yeah. news after that. Yeah. So we got some, some big things coming up. Our next episode, more than likely, we will be recording for you on YouTube... On uh, Sunday, December 5th. December. Man, it's going to be a while. It's going to be a while. Or uh, February 5th. February one 5th. The other. That's the one. Yes. Um, next week on Thursday, I will be away. So uh, I will be in, in Atlantic City. Ooh, so you can see half of sunny Atlantic City, sunny New Jersey. Atlantic City, New Jersey at the end of January. Come see the boardwalk and That's get right. hepatitis. <laughs> anyway. So look for some idiot wearing a Bantha Milk t-shirt. And that'll be me. <laughs> what are you doing in there? Uh, it's for technology oh, expo, it yeah, Texpo, tex- tex- yeah. Uh, so I, I will, so our next show that will be uh, February fifth, Sunday, which Sunday, Sunday. we will have a very special guest on. Yes, indeed, friend of the podcast, friend Tom of the Amin. podcast. So our buddy Tom has been on here twice now. Tom is an outstanding uh, musician, piano player, composer, arranger, uh, and performer living out in California, sunny California, actually California. Sunny California. Um, and he has put out several works. You can find him on YouTube. You can find him on Spotify. Um, and most... Ah. There it is. So this is a preview. Keep keep talking. Yes, this is a sample from his newest album, right? So he has put out several albums, and his albums are, for the most part, Disney-themed, right? He puts out usually light piano-themed music centered around Disney music. Um, he has put out a Star Wars, a strictly Star Wars album before, and he's been on here twice to talk about his music. He is putting out another album. He has got a new album that is coming out uh, on February seventh. Right, this album is called I have Villains. Villains, uh, softer side of villains. Softer right? side of villains. I feel like that's. I feel like I, I got to double check that. Like I'm such a <laughs> nope. I was wrong. I'm such a <laughs> an amateur. It is even villains have a soft side. There we go. We there were very close. close. Even villains. Even villains have a soft side, right? So uh, Tom has taken some uh, classic uh, themes from some Disney uh, villains and turned them just a shade softer, just a shade smoother. Uh, and there is in fact a Star Wars themed. Uh, song on this album uh, along with several others that are really great we've gotten uh, some preview tracks that we we've sure gotten to did. listen to yep. and I've gotten to listen to them and my daughter Evangeline has gotten to listen to them because uh, you know Tom Amin is Vanjie's favorite favorite musician, musician. yeah Loves she, she wants to see him in concert oh yeah back in back in 87 back in 87 yeah, yeah. At, uh, at Buffalo in Buffalo <laughs> yeah, um, so yes and that will be coming out well so since his album comes out on, on February seventh, yes, indeed, we're going to release it for all the podcasts and everything else on February seventh as well, because February seventh is also Star, Star Wars, Wars podcast, podcast day. day. Oh yeah, and we are part of about nine hundred other Star Wars podcasts that will be doing something special for Star Wars Podcast Day. But we will be the only ones who will have Tom Amin right. on yeah. for Star Wars <laughs> Podcast <laughs> Day. And I'll tell you, it really pays to pick a name that up there on the alphabet yes because we're like always at the very always top the first of the one yeah always like, always right. at the top yeah. so the only so, thing that was is in front of us is a bantha milk podcast yeah, right. they go first <laughs> oh, uh but yeah so uh star wars podcast day so check that out 
Uh, they have an Instagram page. I think they have a Twitter page, Facebook page, all that stuff. So there's a whole bunch of Star Wars shows. Uh, I forget the name. I'm a bad person. We're all of bad the people. first uh, Star Wars podcast that came out many, many moons ago. But their first episode was on February 7th, which is why for the past three years now, we've been having Star Wars podcast day on February 7th. So we are Love doing it. that. Also, can you believe we've been doing this podcast for the past three Februarys? Three Februarys. It's been more than that, though, hasn't it? Yeah. It's so been I like have five stuff. Our, crazy. our things in here are like 2020, 2020, some of our Star Wars news and stuff like right? that. 2019. We well, I yeah, started, we started right before uh, Mandalorian season one. And that was that might have been 2018, mm. 2018, 20, like 20. Yeah. So it's been it's been a minute. It's been a hot minute. I mean, 90 episodes. Yeah. Um, also. We, uh, a good friend of the show, Mike, uh, gave us a suggestion to do a Star Wars draft, which I asked Nick for help, and he ignored me. I So, y'all, <laughs> y'all, like, on, what was it, like, a weekend? I just got, like, a wall of texts about, like, Star Wars, and I, like, got really intrigued, but, you know, uh, my anxiety precludes me from getting back to people very well on a good day. <laughs> all of a sudden, when I've got all this stuff, I'm like, oh, oh God, I'll talk not to getting, him soon. Yeah. I'll talk to him about it. <laughs> So anyway, sorry about that. Go That's on. That's okay. So so the idea the idea is we're gonna have like a fantasy football, fantasy sports style draft with like four or five people. Um, you, me, our good friend uh, Tom Angelone, Avengers Hockey, and Eric or not Eric Ryan did say that he would be a part of it. Who filled in for you? Ryan said he would be a part of it as well. RGH, and maybe we get somebody else. We haven't had Jimmy on the show yet from. This Taco Supreme. Maybe we'll see if he wants to do it. Um, but we'll have like five people draft, and you have different categories of people that you have to draft a quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end, kicker, defense, those type of things. We're going to do a fantasy draft. Yes, fantasy draft. Fantasy draft with a whole bunch of different categories. Uh, as in fantasy football, you have a quarterback, two running backs, wide receiver, tight end, kicker, all that good stuff. So we're going to have a bunch of different categories. Jedi slash Sith will be one category, okay. so you have so to draft one, one of those. Um, light side people, so rebel of any sort of a rebel. And you can even, you know, depending on what who you draft in what area, you could have different crossovers of characters. So you may pick a light side person that I might pick as a pilot, say. Ah. And then I'll be like, dude, you took my pilot. You know, like if you pick Wedge Antilles... Then as a rebel, then I can't take as him a, as a, a pilot because you took him as that. So, so how do we determine the order that people? So we'll in? have we uh, our friend Mike who who sent this to me. Who did who did the worst last season? Isn't that what it's always about? Right. Yes, the worst <laughs> gets the first pick. Yeah. Uh, but since there wasn't a last season, uh, Mike said he would run it for us. So he he's going to be our mediator so between tell, all of this. Tell me again, because I'm I don't know much about sports. Sure. Is there any way at all? we can parlay this into an actual fantasy football Star Wars thing. Because so, then I'm all aboard. Yeah, so... We would just have to find a way to have all these actual Star Wars characters battle each other once a right. week. Right. So I was thinking, like... Uh, so uh, the first Mandalorian came out in 2019. So our, we've been going doing this since 2019. Um, so it, it, I was thinking, like, for this, this draft would be, like, a, a battle royale type thing. Like, you have your best five players and your five are going against their five. Other than figuring out, like, a Pokemon-style card game right. that with all the cards of the people that you are playing to see who the ultimate winner is. 
at the end of the draft, we would then have maybe like a vote of some sort to see who drafted the best team and, and whatever. And then that's how we're going to figure out who wins the draft. Interesting. And we might even like post them all on our social media afterwards. Yeah, maybe, maybe we can post the, the drafts and, and our, our fans can decide. Yeah, and have the fans pick. Because we've asked them in the past to do things for us and they always deliver. Always come through. So they'll lots probably of drink, come through. Lots of drink at, uh, uh, recipes. recipes have yeah, come like our way. beer. And yeah. so whatever. And, and, yeah. But uh, yeah, so that seems like a lot of fun. And I'm, I'm really excited about that because it, w- it will definitely bring a lot of banter to the table hey. once you draft hey. this. I know. That's, and then I draft that. Do. That's what we do here. We do a lot of bantering. So uh, we'll have like a random wheel that will spin to see who gets the first pick in the draft. Ah, I see. And then in fantasy sports, they have a what's called a serpentine draft. So you go one, two, three, four. And then in round two, you go four, three, two, one. Ah. So you get the first pick, but then you won't get the next pick until, until eight. Well, yeah. yeah. So you. there'll be seven other people that get picked in between Color you. Color me intrigued. Yes. Pretty so it should be a lot of fun. So we're going to have to come up with... Uh, I, I'm going to give everybody the categories beforehand. Um, I was thinking, you know, like Jedi, light side, dark side, um, droid. So by Jedi, I assume you mean like force user? Force user, yeah. Okay. Um, droid, maybe even like a ship. Like what is your, your favorite ship? Uh, and so, you know, I was thinking maybe the Death Star because that's a ship. <laughs> I feel like that's got to be cheating, right? Right, but... But, but like, what if I, like, picked the X-Wing? Right, right? exactly, because the X-Wing can blow up the Death Star. That's fair. You know, or the Millennium Falcon has been in everything ever. And it also did blow up the second Death Star. And it did blow up the second Death Star. So while the first Death Star can, yes, blow up a whole planet, it has a lot of weaknesses. Yeah. So you're saying if that there's a draft for planets, maybe don't pick Alderaan. Don't pick Alderaan, <laughs> no. And especially not the first overall yeah. pick. Not, I think it's going to go much better this time. Yeah. yeah. That's it. This is our year. <laughs> this, this is our year. year. The year of this Alderaan. The year for Alderaan. <laughs> uh, looking for love in Alderaan places. That's right. Anyway. So we're going to do that as well. That's going to be coming up. I'm thinking the week after we uh, talk to Tom Amin. So sometime in the middle of February, we'll have, we'll have this draft. And then March, is it March, March 1? Is Mando. March Mandalorian. March Mandalorian. Man, March Madness. March yeah. Mando Madness. Mando that's, Madness. Man, that's what we're going to be using for advertisement. Which I completely forgot about rewatching again the trailer for Mando Season 3 was oh. amazing. Yeah, it really was. It was great. I, I, I'm sorry, I was too distracted by the live video that you streamed of you watching it with your helmet on. I was like... Rob, what are you doing? <laughs> are you okay? Nope. I want to. Do, do they uh, have you hostage? Are they making you do this? They're making me do this. The the producers of, of Bantham Oak said, it. here's a great idea. They're in the background. We'll yeah. do this. Do this. You will be happy about it. You will enjoy it. Yes. <coughs> so before we continue with the rest of the news and our breakdown of the Mandalorian trailer and also um, the Bad Batch, let's take a quick commercial break. Yeah. Buy this. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
Did you buy that? I bought it yesterday. <laughs> was there anything there to buy? There That's was, the question. Because the advertisement was for socks and mayonnaise. Socks and mayonnaise. And, and I bought both of them together. Package deal. Costco. Yes. Four pounds of mayonnaise and a dozen socks. <laughs> Varying size. Varying size. Kirkland brand. Mm, delicious. <laughs> All right, so that's some stuff that's coming up for us. Let's hit some Star Wars news, shall we? We shall. Shall we? Where's the sound? I don't know, man. What the heck? I was waiting on you. It's pl- oh. Da ding 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 da ding ding da ding ding. Star Wars news. Let's see. There it is. Star Wars news. Bonk. Nick turned the dials down I over here. Down. You reached all the way <laughs> oh, across my, the table. My long fingers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so there was Star Wars news. So I got some stuff. Uh, as Nick has mentioned numerous times, I found the, uh, it also where it says Star Wars Jedi Survivor will launch March 17th. Oh, my God. It's so soon. So dude, you have. So annoying. Look, you could sell a kidney between now and then and be able to afford an Xbox or a PlayStation. That's not incorrect. No. Uh, <laughs> Star Wars Jedi Survivor will be launching on Xbox Series X. That's the one. Xbox the Series S, PlayStation 5, and PC. Okay, so I have a PC. The problem is I doubt, I mean, it's okay, but I don't know that it can run this game. Yeah. It's going to yeah. be a pretty intensive game, I feel like. If you're still playing on previous generation consoles like the Xbox One and the PS4, you're going to have to upgrade to continue Cal's story as developers Respawn Entertainment have decided to develop this one exclusively for current-gen consoles so they can push the graphic fidelity further and presumably reduce the number of platforms they need to work across. Man, all 11 people who are going to play it are going to love it. They're going to love it. You're going to get great reviews from 11 people. <sighs> and a lot of uh, a lot of uh, YouTube watch-throughs. Is that what they're called? Yeah, playthroughs. Yeah. Playthroughs, yeah. It just seems so tone-deaf to me. Like, we're, we're coming out of this freaking, like... 2020 through 2022 bonanza COVID bonanza no one was able the supply chain's messed up people don't have consoles like barely anyone does and the people who do are rich people mm-hmm. right um, or more people who have their credit cards maxed out right so like <laughs> alright most people can't get it the people who can get it probably have a lot of money so screw y'all yeah here's your game yeah Get rich, poor people. Right, and like, and how much is a is a PlayStation Four game now? Are they like sixty bucks? Sixty bucks. 65. So PlayStation Five is going to be seventy five or eighty bucks on top of it. Yeah. So this game's going to come out. It's gonna going to be eighty dollars because it's on the latest now, version. Now I didn't say eat the rich. I certainly didn't say that. And no, I wouldn't. No. Anyway, go on. Anyway, uh, an official the acolyte synopsis describes the upcoming Disney Plus Star Wars show as a mystery thriller. Set in the final days of the High Republic, it has since been confirmed that the Acolyte will take place around a hundred years before the events of the Phantom Menace, or 132 years before A New Hope. In terms of movies and TV shows, therefore, the Acolyte will be the furthest back the main Star Wars timeline has ever gone. While the Sith were believed to inactive during this time, a hundred years before the Phantom Menace is an interesting enough period for the Acolyte to explore and perhaps even retcon. So that's coming up one of these days. Yeah. Um, Soon, TM. Soon, (laughs) in the year 2023 or later. Year 2000. Yes. Uh, Remember that Conan bit? Yes, Conan bit. And they kept doing it until like 2005. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Where was the article? Oh, this is... (laughs) 
Gina Carano hits back after being mocked for going from Star oh Wars to $800 and $804 $804 flop. $804 in the theaters. <laughs> my God. So uh, a journalist somehow, who mocked. Somehow, she, like, she thought she, she thought about it and she went, yeah, I think a great career move is teaming up with Ben Shapiro for my next movie. <laughs> like, so she was in a movie. Uh, what's it called down here somewhere? Something, something. Corano um, flashback media. They, pay, they paid more to copyright the name of that movie than they made. Yeah. In the- Terror <laughs> on the Prairie. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, so, she, okay. So, she was fired, obviously, from The Mandalorian for saying things that were not very Disney-esque. Uh, and then she went and did a movie called Terror on the Prairie, which made only $804 at the North American box office. It is important to note, however, that Terror on the Prairie was released exclusively online and available only to Daily Wire subscribers, which is a very right-wing, yeah, uh, right-wing uh, website. Uh, so the box box office numbers don't offer a complete picture of how well the film did. The Daily Wire is an American conservative news website and media company that was founded in 2015. Um, when when he he said it to her. Uh, her uh, uh, Kana quickly went on the offense, accusing the writer of harassing her for the past two years. The former Cara Dune suggests her dismissal from the Mandalorian came as a result of her not going along with the sellout narratives, blaming the online mob for petitioning to get her fired. Oh boy! So she was doubling down yeah, on it. I, I feel like she really could have, after this all happened, just been like, "Man, that was dumb." Yeah, and just like take like that would have been it, and like people would have been like, "Man." I can't believe they did that to her. That, but like she just like steered into the skid. Oh yeah, and was like, "Hey, uh, like I'm I'm going all I'm in going crazy. all in." You yeah, know? she's like, like, "I'm going all," and she posted this on on that thing called Twitter that not many people look at anymore. But she said, "I didn't fumble the bag. I just didn't go along with the sellout narrative of the online mob couldn't handle, so they petitioned to have me fired and won. I'm not sorry for that." I stood for what I believe the right thing to do was, and the more time that goes by, the better I feel, she says. Um, nothing nothing screams, I made a great decision that I make, have no regrets about, <laughs> like like going on Twitter and telling the world about it. Yeah. I totally am happy I did this, guys, and, and, and you being mean about it just makes me happier. It just makes me happier. So, yeah. So And Scott's Ox is right. Like, he's saying he still thinks that they should recast. Yeah, you're yeah. right. It's not... You know, it's it's not Chadwick Boseman. There's been plenty of times. I mean, think about the star. I'm trying to think right now. I'm sure there were Star Wars moments where something was recast. Right, it had to have been. Well, I mean, even when we go Marvel, look at um. I mean, Marvel, yeah. Iron sure. Man's uh, what's uh, his name? Don Cheadle. Yeah, Don Cheadle took over for Iron Patriot, right? Yeah, what's Iron uh, Rhodey. Uh, yeah, for Rhodey. Yeah, yeah. So there was a new one of those. Well, it was Terrence Howard. Yeah, and you know, hand cards on the table. I actually like Terrence Howard. Well, I liked his portrayal. Okay. Um, from what I understand, he's a complete jerk to work with. But. Yes, I hear that and. He he actually is from the Philadelphia area, and yeah. uh, his kids went to Sherry's old school. Really? Yeah, and he was not very personable on the field trip that he went on. Oh, he went on a field trip. He went on a field trip, but this is right before he made it big. So yeah. he was just starting to make it big, and apparently he was not nice on that also. So uh, yeah, so I don't really care. I was happy that they recasted him, yeah. and, and the guys was great. The, yeah, the guys on PunyPod actually talked about that. He signed some kind of deal before Robert Downey Jr. did for the first Iron Man, 
and he was getting paid more than Robert Downey Jr. was. Yes, he was in that first one, yeah. and that was. And, and, but that was also at the time where Robert Downey Jr. was a huge liability. Yeah, he had not like really done much since his drug use. Yeah, um, and so like after that, like you know, yet hear Terrace Howard talk about it that like you know Robert Downey Jr. came in and screwed him out of all this money and stuff, and you know, but like no man. Yeah, just, when when your when your deal was so big, and your part wasn't worthy of that kind of money to start with. And I'm sure he didn't want to take a cut. So they're like, fine, we'll get somebody else to do and it. And honestly, less. my bet is that he didn't even think that he didn't think they'd ever do that. Mm-hmm. You know, he probably was just like, no, I'm not going to do it. And what are you going to do? Recast me? What are you going like, to recast me? Yup. You got it. Look, <laughs> this movie was a success. You got to cast me in the second one. They're like, bro, you don't even know the, the plans we have for this franchise. <laughs> yeah. This is a blip. No one going to run. And like, literally, you, you know, you ask people our age, but like the newer Marvel fans, they're like, who, who the hell's that guy? Who's that guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So, so that's that. So that's our good friend, Kara Dune. She's having fun. Um, yeah. The supposedly somebody wrote an article from uh, they were interviewed by making Star Wars or the the person anonymous source told the website making Star Wars new details about the Mandalorian season three. And he says the plot alone is enough to get any fans stoked. But a new report claims that season three might not be as good as the first two seasons that came before it. Uh, The Mandalorian's latest entry is a very overworked mismanaged, disastrous marathon to nowhere. Says who? Says an anonymous source told this to the website Making Star Wars. So, let me get this straight. Yep. Someone who probably doesn't exist. Correct. Told a website that Mm -hmm. no one's ever heard of. Now, Making Star Wars apparently has a lot. Well, they have a lot of followers. Doesn't mean that they're they're true or not. So, someone who doesn't exist. Right. Kind might or might not have told a rumor website that they don't like the new Mandalorian. You're saying that a Star Wars, it's possible a, a that there's a Star Wars fan works, out there. Yeah, well, this is a person who works on, was working on the show oh. and said that the that the third one is not, uh, that it's not good. Okay. So we'll see. We will see. That being said... The trailer came out. I mean, the trailer looks pretty lit. The trailer looks very lit. Did you see? Did you watch oh, Entourage, the TV show Entourage I've, on I've HBO? I've seen it. I haven't. I wasn't okay. really just watching. I was a huge fan of Entourage. I Entourage. thought it was a lot of fun. <laughs> Entourage. Uh, <laughs> but when they did the movie, he did the movie about uh, the drug lord Pedro. Was it Pedro? Uh, Pascal? Pedro? No. Pedro Pascal. <laughs> Pedro did, Pascal, did, the drug lord. He, what's funny is he was in. Narcos, wasn't he? Narcos, yeah. Um, Um, No, uh, Pedro, Pablo Escobar? Pablo Escobar. Mm -hmm. When they, he really wanted to do the movie about Pablo Escobar. And so they filmed the whole thing. And then somebody came to one of the editors and said, what do you think? And the editor goes, I can make a killer trailer for you. Yeah. And they were like, okay. And then they watched the movie and the movie was like trash. Okay. Um, the director just like destroyed it. And it was funny. Like the director kept getting more money, needing more money, blah, 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 blah. And the movie was like a, like a major flop. But he was like, I can make an awesome trailer for you. So every time I see an amazing trailer, I now think of that scene. And I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. Is is the movie or is the show going to be as bad as, as that? Or But, like, it's Dave Filoni. Right. How, like, I, I have no reason to believe, based upon anything that him or Jon Favreau has done, that it's going to suck. Book of Boba Fett. 
notwithstanding. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, I, and but I also feel like Mandalorian is Dis- they should just rename Disney Plus the Mandalorian. Yeah. Um, because all the people that stop their subscriptions and aren't watching the Bad Batch. The Bad Batch is fun. I yeah. actually had fun these past sure. two weeks. The episodes were pretty good. Um, I like it, but it's the same thing. I can't wait for the next season of The Mandalorian. Yeah. Um, I I watched the two episodes today for our time. I don't wait for The Mandalorian. I watch right. the day it comes out. I, yeah. I went to, I was playing video games with our good friend Tom last night, and I said to Tom, oh my gosh, I forgot the Bad Batch came out today. Right. I didn't watch it at, at all. When The Mandalorian comes out, I wake up an hour early yep. to watch The yeah, Mandalorian. You're, you're up at like four in the morning with your yeah, phone. Yeah, like, watching right, it on my I'll phone. I'll watch my first watch, and then on the second watch on the way to school, and mm-hmm. then the third watch on the big screen. Yeah, you, yeah. you go all out. I go all, for The Mandalorian, I'll wake up early. For this, I was like, oh wait, The Bad Batch came out. Yeah. Um, so, and what was the last one? Andor was very good. Yeah. But. But and, again, Andor, I would watch usually that day, if not a day or two later. But it was never like The Mandalorian for me. Yeah. Even the book of Boba Fett, because it got so weird, weird yeah. that I was just like, oh, yeah, it did come out. We're going to do a podcast about and it. And I, I told Peg in this, too, like, because I, I, when the trailer came out, we were talking about it. I was like, you know, this is this is the one. This is what I'm most excited for. Yeah. Um, and I said, I think. Yeah, you know, the Mandalorian has just been my favorite new Star Wars that's come out. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. She, like, actually, Brian, our friend, you know, who made a couple of our our intro stuff. Um, he's been on the podcast before. Um, he was of the same mind. His the first thing that came to his mind was Andor, right? Peg and Andor, like, ah, oh, I think Andor might. Be. And I loved Andor, but I think it's, I think the difference between Andor for me and and the Mandalorian and Brian said it actually perfectly, is. Mandalorian makes you feel like a kid, you know. Yes. You, you like Andor for the writing, right? And for the intrigue and for the drama mm-hmm. and for like the, these really intricate subplots. You watch the Mandalorian to feel like a kid again, and yeah. Just to like, oh, I'm gonna, yeah. Know, like Mandalorian is like that true Star Wars fun story, even when it's bad, it's still fun, and you still want you want to be Mando. It's like you as a kid when you. You put on any you, the metal pot that you have in the kitchen. I mean, Rob still puts this freaking helmet. I still on to this day, I still man. make Mando helmets yeah, to man. this day. Yeah. Um. So yeah, hundred percent. Mando definitely makes you feel like a kid watching it again and again, and like bringing you back to those feelings you got when you watched the original Star Wars trilogy, whichever age you are. The first Star Wars movie that you saw, you're like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. Yep. Yeah, man. So it's the same thing. So I can, I'm sure. Disney stock is going to go up on March first when right. the, when it comes out and just all like that. HBO's stock went up when uh, right. Fire and Blood <laughs> when came Fire out. Blood came out and then it dropped again yeah, after it ended after episode ten yeah. yeah so uh, Screen Rant wrote an article twelve story reveals from the season three trailer breakdown so we'll run through this real fast and it'll help us also as as we're watching um, uh, talking about the trailer because the trailer was amazing yeah, like I was yeah. I was so excited. So the Mandalorian season three trailer sets up Din Djarin's status quo. So there's that one scene where you see all the different Mandalorians and then Din Djarin pops out of the middle of them right. like, I'm in charge here type of thing. So sure. that was really cool. Uh, Grogu, Din Djarin is teaching Grogu, or as we call him. Oh, Norman. Norman. Or? We called him Norman. There was another one. There was? Yeah, man. 
baby, not baby Yoda. Yudel. Yudel, that's right. Yudel. Yeah, little Yudel. Yoda and Yaddle made a little Yudel. Yaddle and Yodel made a Yudel. And then Norman, uh, teaching Grogu to be a Mandalorian in the, in the, in the, the shots of him driving. Oh, which, by the way, for those of you who like Legos. Which should be everyone. Which should be everyone. Oh, man, look at that. I got the uh, his new That's ship for, for Christmas. It is right. It's neat. It goes really long because um, it's got this, like, extension on the back to make it, like, pretty cool. Did you see BT Dubs at the top here where Baby Yoda is sitting? Who did we see up there in the preview? Who did we see? Skippy. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Skippy. I definitely caught Skippy a couple times. I feel like at least twice in the episode. Yeah. So Skippy was hanging out with uh, our girl on Tatooine. At, on Tatooine. Yeah. And now suddenly he, he uh, retconned that to fit Skippy instead of Baby Yoda, instead of Grogu. So now Grogu hangs out in the cockpit with Din all the time. Good. Uh, which is going to be awesome. So he's going to have a nice Skippy droid up there. Love it. Uh, but yeah, just watching. Uh, and, and it's also like fun, like... Baby Yoda is is cool in this. Like he's a cute little thing, but at the same time, he's a BA at the same time. Sure, like sure. very force sensitive. So that's another reason that like Mandalorian is really cool. Uh, we see the return of Grief Karga and how nice the town looked. Dude, he, and he's wearing this swagger freaking coat, man. Yeah. It's a big billowing. I think he had white gloves on or white something. White gloves, like, a big like maroon and red over top of it, like multi layers yeah, of he, gowns. Grief's and doing stuff. well. Huh. Graves doing well, and it looked like the same um, town that they were in before, and it's cleaned up even more. Uh, we saw the monkeys <laughs> hanging out in trees. Yeah, they don't need to be. I have one over there. We yep. don't need to see them, uh, you know, too much. But uh, it was fun. Uh, they send Din Djarin on a quest to Mandalore. So as we said, we're going to see him on Mandalore, and Mandalore is a wreck. Um, the pl- the shot- shots that we see of the planet are are pretty bad. Back to Tatooine again. So it was funny. Can't, I don't have, know. can't have Star Wars without Tatooine. Yeah. In, in this article, it says Luke Skywalker may have complained his home world was the planet furthest from the galaxy's bright center. Yeah, <laughs> but yet Tatooine ter- turns up in a lot of Star Wars. Sure does. <laughs> hey, I I hate that I grow up on this ridiculously remote speck of dust in the galaxy that everything important happens at. <laughs> This is the this is the planet nobody wants to go to, but yet everybody's there. Yeah. It's really funny. Back to Jakku, and then they made Tatooine Part Two, Electric Boogaloo. Electric Boogaloo, <laughs> which yes. was Jakku, <laughs> which was Jakku. Uh, we see a tantalizing glimpse of Coruscant after the Empire in the Mandalorian season three's trailer. Uh, glimpses of glimpses of Coruscant, where Republic Captain Carson Teva is warning of dark forces stirring in the Outer Rim. The first two seasons of The Mandalorian hinted at an Imperial resurgence, one potentially led by Grand Admiral Thrawn, a skilled military strategist, strategist who was lost in a hyperspace accidentally shortly before the destruction of the Death Star. It's surprising to see the Republic government on Coruscant. So it'll be interesting that they that how they got there. Yeah, because in uh, in episode seven, didn't they establish that the they set up the Republic on, I forget what, what uh, system it was, but they blew Planet that system up. Planet of Hosean Prime. Hosean, Hosean, Hosean Prime. Prime. Yeah. Yes. So I guess maybe because it's still, maybe they're going to move from one of the, or oh, you know what it was? I think that I remember them talking about how like, just so they didn't have that issue again, they would like 
like trade almost governorships between different yeah. systems. Or yeah. I don't know. I'd have to look into that. Yeah. Uh, and it says here, notice Dr. Pershing. I didn't see him at all, but Dr. Pershing, the Imperial cloner captured in the Mandalorian season two is on Coruscant. Okay. Uh, he also doesn't appear to be under armed guard, perhaps indicating he's cooperating with the new Republic authorities. Wasn't Dr. I think Dr. Pershing's. He wasn't the the one who says bounty hunting is a compliment. No, that he was, was he was the doctor who was like okay. like trying so to save him and stuff. Jimmy from the Supreme Resort went to college with the real person, Doctor Pershing, with okay. the actor, and he keeps telling us that he's going to talk to him about trying to get him on our show. Come on, Jimmy! Come on, Jimmy! Jimmy! Jimmy. Uh, season three trailer hints at Din Jaren's redemption, so we see him when he picks up the. The helmet out of the ashes, so you're going to assume that that is when it's on Mandalore down in the ocean that I they mean, said. I we're saying our assumptions here, but probably once we get to it, every single shot we're seeing. Every single shot is going to be episodes. wrong, yes. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. like, that's how it always is. It's like, uh-huh. oh, look at all this stuff, and then two episodes, we're like, wait. We, we saw, saw it everything. all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, which is great. Which is what I love about The Mandalorian yeah. is they give you some teasers, but they wind up that they're all from the first two episodes. Yeah. Uh, we see a flashback to Order 66 when we see all the Jedi going into into the one room, which we're, this uh, assumption is that we're going to find out more about Baby Yoda uh, when he was when he on, was, when he was little. and Maybe when he has survived Order 66 yeah. and how he got out. Yeah. Because we do see, obviously, that he remembers Order 66. He has, like, Vietnam-style flashbacks. Yes, yes. Uh, the Empire's on Mandalore in The Mandalorian Season 3. The Mandalorian season three trailer introduces a droid bar. That was a lot of fun. I was oh, yeah. like, it was really funny to see that. Considering in a New Hope, we don't we don't take hey, that kind in there's here. There's no droids allowed in here. Yeah, I got to tell you, this was a good week for droids. It was a good week for droids. Like, I, I I was in, even in this episode of the Bad Batch, I was simultaneously absolutely loving and hating. Yes, uh, what was Teo? 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 Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Mandalorians are at war, so they're fighting somebody. And in the scene, it looks like. That they are now destroying um, Grief Gargas Town. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they're now destroying Grief Gargas Town. We see one shot where it's nice and pretty, and then the next shot looks like all the Mandalorians are, are destroying it. I bet his gloves are all messed up, too. They probably are. They're dirty now. He had to take dirty, one dirty off gloves. so that he could shoot. Yeah, and slap yep. someone in the face with it. <laughs> Pistols at dawn. <laughs> uh, season, we see Babu Frick. Babu Frick. Babu Frick. Uh, was Babu, Frick. Babu Frick. So we see that. So those are twelve. Um, darn it, I'm I'm trying to not say um as much. Yeah, and I'm saying it all the time. Twelve story reveals from Screen Rant. So I wanted to share that with us because I thought that was fun. It Thanks, was a Screen Quick Rant. breakdown. Um, and then Grief Karga, our good friend Carl Weathers tweeted, and this is what I wanted to ask you about. Come on, y'all! This Mandalorian poster is too cool. Love being part of the Star Wars multiverse. That was his exact quote, the Star Wars multiverse. Do you, Nicholas, think that Star Wars has turned into a multiverse? No. Okay. So what makes the Marvel multiverse different than five shows of Star Wars right now that are all kind of intertwined? I think the concept of a multiverse, I think Carl Weathers just used the wrong word. The concept (laughs) of a multiverse is like the newest phase of Marvel, right? It wasn't a multiverse until phase three. Okay. Right. The multiverse. Did you watch? You watched Loki, right? Yes. So I think the, the multiverse has to do with 
like this this Marvel concept that there are multiple universes all happen, happening simultaneously, and you know the fact that we've got like three, four Spider Mans in one movie and all this stuff. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I you know Scott Ox has mentioned a couple times here, and you're right, there is Legends. So if they wanted to like do it, I feel like if you call it a multiverse, then you're automatically bringing in weird. Like alternate, alternate Boba dimension Fett stuff. Yeah, you know what I mean, okay. like, like you know, Star Wars is weird sci-fi enough, but it's not really sci-fi so much as fantasy. Okay, I feel like sci-fi. I feel like deals more with multiverses and universes and and all that stuff. I think fantasy, when it's best, is it, it has its universe. It stays in that universe and it deals with mystical elements of that universe, not. Hey, what happens if we tear through the universe and all of a sudden we're in, you know, uh, the Jetsons, Star Wars in the Jetsons world? That's multi- that's a multiverse to me. Okay. So I think maybe he's just an old dude who used the wrong word. Okay. That works <laughs> for me also because I, I, I didn't know if when they were referring to the multiverse in Marvel, they're referring to how you had the Iron Man movie, and then Captain America showed right. up, and then you had the Captain America movie. See, that's that's where I always assumed, that's why they called it the Marvel Cinematic Universe, right? Because they have Marvel, okay. but like the Marvel Cinematic Universe is this big web of things they're building. Okay. Now, again, uh, uh, Scott Cox mentioned where uh, Ahsoka was trapped in. Like oh, she was that like the, the the world between the realm world between worlds. Is that what it was I called? I think so. Yeah, it was that like re- all black with just like pathways everywhere. That really does throw a wrench into things. Yeah, it? because um, what's his name also from Rebels? Uh, he's stuck there. Right? Yeah. Uh, what's uh, Ezra? Ezra. Ezra went in there also. He went in and th- yeah. And then Ahsoka he, did at one point. She saw young Anakin, and then she went another part, and then she was fighting uh, Darth Vader as well. And like literally in Clone Wars, there are personified versions of the light side and the dark side. Yeah, I guess this is alter enough. Okay. <laughs> my my whole my whole theory is just gone <laughs> it's just now. gone right there. Oh, yeah, yeah, All yeah, piece yeah. of Ahsoka. How Back dare she? Back to the drawing she? board. Back to the drawing board. No more for that. So, all right. So, I I agree with you where I think right now take away the Rebels and Clone Wars when Ahsoka was traveling in between all that. Now, maybe when we see Ahsoka, if she does more of this in the Ahsoka series, then suddenly now we're into multiverse world. I hope we don't get multiverses. Yeah. Multiverse, I mean, I thought it was a cool concept when I watched Loki, but I have not super enjoyed Phase 3. Um, but again, I think it compl- overcomplicates things in an, a pre-established galaxy that exists that there are still so many stories you can tell. Right. Multiverses means, hey, wouldn't it be weird if, if we brought in a new Luke Skywalker? Yeah. and, right? and like that's, like, that's multiverses. I think it started, I don't want to say it started, but the first one that I saw was on the WB or CW, whatever it is now. They had The Flash. Right. And the first like two or three seasons of The Flash, my son was really big into it, so I was watching it with him. And I liked it. I'm not saying I didn't watch it. I, I enjoyed it. The first two or three seasons was just normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then suddenly they introduced this multiverse of Flash where there were other Earths and there was Earth 1 through 21 or something right. like that and then there was Earth X which was like the bad version and right. all this stuff and these people were jumping back and forth between and there was you know Flash 1 and Flash 6 and this guy died in this world but he came then to to the world that we're watching and 
Then after five episodes, he then had to go back to his other universe. And it was getting very, very confusing. And writing-wise, I'm sure it was a mess. Because right. you got yarn stretched all over the place yeah. as to all the different worlds and whatever. So I like what we have going on where in Book of Boba Fett, Mando pops in. Where in Mandalorian, Luke Skywalker pops in. Yeah, I mean, it's... Because it's one galaxy. They yeah. could all run into each other at some point in time. So I like that. But I don't think we need to go into the multiverse where then they jump to it's, another yeah. dimension, dimension yeah. of... Yeah, I don't think we need to go to that level. Nah. Uh, all right. So finally, one hour into this, we're going to now break down episodes three and four of The Bad Batch. It's funny you say that because literally I was talking to Chris the other day and he's like, it's interesting, man. I'm like, listen to your show. And it's like... You, you talk for a while and it's great. And then it's like you get to the point of the podcast and you're like, all right, we got to go through this. Let's like, get through this well, real that's fast. Because by the time we're done talking, I'm exhausted and I have to get <laughs> I have to get home and see my baby at yeah. some point. Right. But um, also, to be fair, with with I think the Bad Batch is not necessarily a billion things to get into. Uh, I did really like these two episodes. Yes. Which one did you like better? So good question, because. Episode three was called the the solitary clone. Right. It was all about crosshairs. We didn't see the bad batch, the rest of the bad batch at all. Right. It was a very dark episode, but it also had a lot of really good story arcs with Commander Cody because we find out we've seen Commander Cody. I think during Rebels when he was hanging out with a couple other the other clones who like ran and hid. Yeah. Um. So we see where he went. We see where he was. This one really explains how he got to where he is in the future. Well, you know, it's it's interesting because what they're exploring right now is, you know, Order 66 set this chip off in these clones' heads. Right. Right? So the, they went crazy. They killed the Jedi's great. But then they were done, and th- that wasn't it. Like, they, yeah. they went on. And so, like, that, that chip made them, you know, made them follow that order, and but, like, a lot of them, you know, after it was done, went, why do we do that? Why do we do that? Well, yeah. And, and like, you know, right here, Cody, you know, you see Cody kind of prodding uh-huh. Crosshair. Like, you know, some of the guys are saying, you know, they can't believe they did it. And yeah. Crosshair's like, yeah, well, screw them. And he's yeah. like, well, guess I can't confide in this guy. Yeah. Right? Like, you see a lot of Commander Cody, his thought process just in, in facial expressions. and Which for an animated show is really cool. Is really cool. And also... Considering it's it's really human humanitizing humanizing I don't know what the word is humanizing humanizing there That's we go wrong. humanizing the clones right that they're not just and and he even said it in this episode what makes us different from battle droids is we make our own decisions and then we have to suffer those consequences right. or, or or suffer or you know deal with those deal with those consequences of our own decisions yeah so it was a really really good episode. Because you got to see how some of the people are not just being programmed anymore. They're now thinking for themselves a little bit more. And then episode four was the exact opposite of that. It was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. It was a big, bright episode. Even the music was different. Fast moving. Fast moving. Colors. There weren't any like... You know, raise. You know, what were the the hover around scooters that were in the book of Boba yeah. Fett? <laughs> the Vespas. Speed. They were going above eleven miles an they hour. They were going above eleven miles an hour, and so it was a completely different. But at the same time, we saw a lot more of what's making Omega tick, 
And I would love, and I said this before, and I really hope this happens, that at the end of the season or at the end of the Bad Batch story arc, that we can watch back on it and see all the red clues like in I See Dead People. Right. And see all the little things that show us that she is becoming more and more Force-sensitive. Right. And even if, like, right now, she's not truly Force-sensitive where she can move things, but she can see into the future. Like, when in the very beginning when she's playing the game against uh, Wrecker, mm-hmm. like, a good chess player has to look eight moves ahead. Yeah. And that's kind of, you know, force sensitive stuff when you're able to see the board, what's going to happen rather than what it is right now. So I want all these little things to be clues to us that she is force sensitive and that she's going to be able to, to do something more with it in the future. And and what happens if we get to that point and it, it, it is not that? How do you feel? Um, if there if her story arc is still good. So she's a girl. When all the clones are boys. Right. So the first thing right there, there's something different happened. Right. How did that happen? So I'm hoping that has something else to do with the Force, that the Force made her a girl as opposed to a boy. Maybe her metachlorines were really high. Maybe. Sorry, I don't want to use that. Can't but you've done that. You used the M word. I did use the N word. M word. Uh, <laughs> demonetized. Demonetized. Um, so, yeah. So I, I would... I think I might be a little disappointed if she doesn't become force sensitive at the end. Yeah. Um, me personally, because I or do want her to be something. There's something. gotta be, I mean, yes, yeah, there has to be more to her. I guess, I guess it could be this whole Disney thing of setting up. Oh, you thought that there was something. No, she's just like you. Yeah. Regular, but can make, no, no, screw that. it's star Wars. Make it's, her really cool. Right. And the rest <laughs> of clone force 99 are all special in a different way. So she has to be special also. So she would have to, uh, that's my, my hope anyway. Yeah. I, uh, so I really I, loved the fr- episode three. Okay, a lot. I thought it would, like that. That felt to me like like mature. It felt like yes, you know, like it, like Clone Wars almost. Like mm-hmm. you you cared about the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, we got to episode four, and it's like these characters could be on the cover of a magazine called characters I don't care about. <laughs> okay, like all the other people, like yeah, the bad guy and like, stuff like, like that? No, I honestly, I liked the bad guy. Okay. Like, I thought he was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I just don't care about, like, I don't like Wrecker that. Like, Wrecker's kind of silly. It's like, you know, those are the cartoon characters. Right. And episode three was like the the live action. The live you know action, I mean? it was yeah. Like, it felt like two completely different shows. Oh, 100%. Now that's saying, I'm not saying episode four was trash. Right. Um, but, like, it was interesting. It was cool. Like, I was thinking literally as I was, like, listening because I was driving and I caught these glimpses of zoom. I'm like, yeah, when I was a kid, I would have thought this was rad. Yeah. I'm, on, it, I'm a it, motorcycle driver. It you know? reminded like, me a lot of uh, the pod races, which yeah. is exactly what it was supposed sure. to be. It was a whole episode of pod racing. There was a little bit more depth to it, like the the fact that um, Sid, we're learning more of her backstory. Right. Now, we knew she wasn't the... Mother Teresa. Mother Teresa to start with. Now we're finding more of her backstory and the bad guy. Do you know who the bad guy was played by, by the way? Since you were listening to it, did you pick up on the voices? He sounded familiar. So the bad guy, his name is, uh, well, Grinning, oh, Grinning so, Millage so was ben the character. Ben Schwartz was Teo. Ben Schwartz was Teo. See, I was literally listening to Teo going, I know that voice, yep. man. So Teo was Ben Schwartz and Grin Millage, Millage was the bad guy. That was his name. Ernie Hudson. 
Ernie Hudson. Ernie no Hudson from from Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Man, that's yep. amazing. I didn't know he was so, still doing stuff. Yeah. Like that. So that was him. And I mean, we know that Rhea Perlman is Sid. Sure. But in you this mean, Wanda episode, Sykes. Yeah. And Wanda Wanda wasn't Wanda Sykes. No, Rhea, Rhea Perlman is Sid, who oh. is from Cheers. Which one was Wanda Sykes? Wanda Sykes, Sykes it was in episode one and two. She was oh, Rhea yeah, that's Perlman's right. she was, friend yeah, that's who was right. like, carry this out for me. So right, we're going right, to see right. her again because she's she's too good to, uh, too big of a character for, for a throwaway yeah. part like that. And I'll tell you, the the line that made me fall in love with Teo, and then like, again, I don't, I hate, like I hated him, I loved him, but I was just listening and I heard him going, I don't know what you're talking about, everything's fine, where are my arms and legs? <laughs> <laughs> I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> that makes total sense now that, that it's yeah, Ben Schwartz. It was totally Ben Schwartz. And once you know that it's Ben Schwartz, you can definitely hear hear him more in it. But I felt like Rio Perlman was playing. I felt like they wanted Danny DeVito. But Danny DeVito was like, yeah, I'll do it for $5 million, dollars, yeah. a billion dollars. And they were like, no, Rio Perlman, how much will you do it? She's like, I'll do it for half that. And they go, okay, can you do a Danny DeVito impression? Because, Not really. Okay, you're hired. Okay, you're hired. <laughs> but her like timing... And her speech patterns was very Dan and DeVito ish. Vito ish, yeah. Now it could also be because they've been married together since, to, since like nineteen eighty three or something like that. So they probably now talk alike. She talks like him because they've been married for so long. But I just feel like listen back to it again and you'll hear her rhythm and stuff and, okay. and it sounds like Danny DeVito in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, check it out. Um, so yeah, so I, which one did I like more? That's a great question. I think three definitely had a lot more depth to it, but four is definitely more fun. That, that high stakes moment at the end where, you know, I knew as soon as that, that, uh, governor let go of the Imperial dude, he was going to immediately, immediately order dead. Yeah. And like, I knew that was going to be the, like, as soon as I was going, I'm like, that's going to be the thing. And mm-hmm. then I, like I, Pagan was watching that one. I watched at home. Okay. And Pagan was on the couch. And I'm like, he's going to kill him or her. And yeah. Then, boom. <laughs> and then of course, you, you know, you're thinking Cody did it. And then of course he didn't. And then you yeah, see, no. as soon as the blast went off, I was like, ah, that was, that was that guy. That's, that's definitely, it's definitely crosshairs. Yeah. So, um, I think I'm going to go with actually three. Even though four was more fun, right. I think three had a lot more depth to it and was much more mature, like you said. So, yeah. therefore, I, I like that a little. I don't know. Little. I mean, maybe I'll see at the end of the season, but maybe four advanced the story of the show, but it, three advanced the story of Star Wars. Yes. You know, it showed, it yes. gave us a, a bigger glimpse into, like, actually big, important things that are happening in the universe at that time. Like... We didn't really get to see the clones start to question right. this stuff until now. Until now, yeah. Um, but like episode four was just, you know, it was, it was a pod race. Yeah, which it was, yeah, which was cool, fun. But, and, but also thrown in there, we are going to see I uh, screen crush Ryan Airy said that you're going to see Sid is going to turn on the Bad Batch at some point in time. Right. And... This is the first glimpses into it, and that's that's why uh, the guy like one that that was the the red herring or not yeah. right, the the Chekhov's gun Chekhov's gun right? like, yeah hey wouldn't it suck if she turned on you yeah dot 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 and even at the end keep your eye on her yep. I wouldn't trust her so you know she she turned on him at one point sure and then they also tried to throw you off of that trail when when he held her for ransom basically. 
and she was like, "I've t- how do you know I haven't changed?" Yeah, they're like drinking together. Yeah, they're yeah, drinking have a drink, together. Man, yeah, the I'm holding you hostage, but here, here, have some drinks. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so uh, it it is going to be, and so, that would that would really carry the story along more if now they're on the run again, right? You know, because now Sid turned on them, and now they have no safe place. Yeah. Another another great question uh, in the chat here is: Crosshair redeemable? Right, Scott Cox doesn't think so. I don't um, think so either. I want him to be. I don't think so, but I would love it if they tried. Yeah. Like, again, we've been complaining on this podcast about, hey, bad guy turns good and dies. Right. right? Is that what's going to happen with crosshairs? I I would love to see bad guy turns good and Stays spends good. the rest of his life trying to redeem his bad yeah. needs. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, Darth Vader, terrible dude, millions, you know, like thousands, even millions murdered. Um. He, he feels sad when he dies, and all of a sudden, he's a good guy. He's a good guy then right? at the But end. thank God he doesn't have to deal with the repercussions for his actions because right. he's dead. Yes. Right? Same with Ben Solo. Mm-hmm. Same with, uh, who else? I don't know. What other, They don't do redemption that much in Star no, Wars. No, but. Um, that's about it. Yeah, that's about it, man. They should really give us more redemption Dooku, Dooku didn't have any redemption. No, they just killed just him. he was just a jerk. Yeah, he was just a jerk. So, yeah, in, but. In, like, the, the books and, like, the video games and stuff, they do more like redemption story arcs, but in the movies it's uh, there, there's been, okay. So in clone wars, there was some redemption story arcs and stuff, but I, again, I feel like it's too often the easy way out of, I did terrible things. I'm going to sacrifice myself and right. not have to deal with the repercussions. And not, yes. My I'm sacrificing myself for, for my son. Now I'm a good guy and I'm yes. dead and I don't have to worry about yeah. thinking about all the bad things that I did. So yeah, it would be nice if crosshairs is crosshair is redeemable, but I feel and he almost he's really, he's really kinda pushing it there. For yeah. Sure. He he almost at the end when he realizes that Cody left also, that he he now maybe is starting to think about why is everybody leaving. Yeah, and I, I thought, you know, when Cody mentioned the uh thing about the the bots, the the droids. Like what makes us different from droids is that we have to live with our act. We make the decision and we have to live with our, our actions or consequences. And as he was walking away, I, I couldn't like it felt to me like with whatever animation they're given, it was like this look of I never really thought about that. Yeah. You know, like I mean, yeah. like I did it, but like because Crosshair is still good soldiers follow orders. Right. And that's all he's worrying about is good soldiers follow orders. Um, and now that Cody did run and leave, now he's like, oh, well, Cody was a really good soldier. Yeah, and he like he respects he Cody. He respected yeah. Cody. He respects Cody. So he's like, hmm, I wonder what's if, if maybe. So it would be nice, but he, I mean, he turned on, on the rest of the Bad Batch, and now he, you know, clearly killed this, this woman in, in, uh, cold blood right so how many more times is he going to do this before he if he gets a redemption arc when will he get that redemption arc i honestly thought it would be last season i thought before the end of last season they were going to find a way to get him back but the fact that it's it's still like into like episode four season two and he's not makes me wonder yeah but i don't know i guess we'll see i guess we'll see um, so real fast rundown of episode three. We'll just do this quickly because, you know, Nick has to go for Chris. I'm going to turn into a pumpkin. He's going to turn into a pumpkin. We, we go onto this planet of Desix and, uh, we see Imperial soldiers coming to the planet and they tell, they, they meet with the governor and they tell her that we are taking over. 
you are no longer uh, the governor of this. And she said, no. We, the hell I am. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we, we didn't. We, we broke away. We're not uh, under your rule anymore. No, you. No. No, no you. <laughs> no, you. And then so th- it was fun because then, then he goes, no, uh, you are. And then she pushes a button on her arm and up. And all of a sudden, it's all the Clone Wars battle again. droids yeah. and, and the Clone Wars. And the battle droids were fun again because they were goofy, mm-hmm. um, not very smart. Right. That's the way they were before. They had a, they had a great uh, army and a good presence. And they were holding Felt like their old own. times. Felt like old like times. They had the, um, the, what was it, tactics bot or whatever. Yep, yep. Right? They, and there yep. were several times in the Clone Wars where that was like a specific thing. They had to go and get the tactics bot or the right. one. Right. Otherwise, they, they yeah. Won't, yeah, once you kill the tactical bot, droid then the rest, droid, then the rest of them won't want to do. Uh, and then we go back and we see Crosshair's waking up. He's He is not liked by the other clones. No, they won't sit with him. They won't sit with him. Not at lunch. It was funny that two clones were talking about, it was like, Politics, yeah, basically like Star Wars politics. So I enjoyed that. They were like, rah, rah, rah. and then he sits down, and then they all get up. And I find it also interesting that he he hasn't changed into a white uniform yet. Yeah, he's keeping his black, uh, cl- uh, yeah, clone Bad Batch uniform, yep. even though you know. So I found that a little interesting that he didn't even like um, paint it white or anything like that. Did you hear what his call sign was? See something. C like CL ninety nine oh four okay and it took me a minute I had to listen to it and write it down to realize Clone Force ninety nine oh four right. oh four so oh, he's the fourth one so they're all Clone Force CL ninety nine oh one oh two oh three so I found that interesting um, he says he gets called up to the admiral's office and he says what are my orders I'll do it and they say he says uh, he says oh you're going to put me in charge of a, of a commanding because you're not ready for a nah, command yet nah, bro Step no down. you're going to go meet with your commander and I also found it very interesting and uh, how much the imperial officers don't care about the clones because they only call them by their call signs yep. their letters and even at the end of the show when he says well Cody. where's Commander Cody who? and he goes, who yeah Commander C L or S K two 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 three four whatever the numbers were I have it written down later, um yeah uh two 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 four so that was his number as well and it's funny that's my my pin for my ATM card, um no it's not <laughs> it's like what <laughs> you gotta you gotta watch Nick's face on the on YouTube when I Rob, say that Rob knows I'm tired I'm like wait what? Nick's like wait you did <laughs> what what you just told us what. Uh, so yeah, one, two, three, four, five is the same combination I have on my luggage. Uh, my luggage change the combination <laughs> on my luggage. Um, so then they they they're coming in and the battle bots um shoot them with bazookas. Sure, knock them space down. Space bazookas. Space bazookas. And then of course the they go go check the wreckage, make sure there's nobody alive. They open it up, they see one dead clone. There's no survivors here. Really? Boom. Then yep. they're. And I found it also funny that only Cody and Crosshairs were the only two that were pretty much uninjured. Oh, sure. Everybody else was somehow. They have plot armor. Yeah, they did. They do have plot armor. Um, than Beskar, that stuff. That's, my goodness, is it ever. Uh, Crosshairs was one heck of a shot. He yeah. was shooting the guys, all headshots. Yeah, and then at the end It was there, like very video game-ish. Yeah. Very video game, and then when he gets his little ricochet shot uh-huh. at the end, that at was the end, rad. and also then the tank comes out and he goes, "You guys, I'll take the shot. You guys go get in position." And he's like, "Okay, whatever." 
So he, he's shooting, purposely shoots wrong to draw their attention. Then he's waiting for the cannon to come down, 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 down. And then he shoots it once. It goes right through the front of the cannon, blows up the tank from the inside. And love then it. I love the, the Wilhelm scream yes. of, the, of, the, of the battle bots. They're like, wow. Yep. So it was always fun. Um, then very, the clones, very tactical. This was like watching to me. It was like watching like the Navy SEALs sure. go in and take over things. Uh, so I was very impressed with and en- and enjoyed how well they animated them. Yeah. You know, everybody was the guns were pointing in all different directions. So nobody was like in line with each other going in very well tactical. Like you, you choreographed choreographed. They, they probably brought in a Navy SEAL to say, nope, he's got to be right. here and there and whatever. So I was very impressed with that. And I'm watching, I'm like, wow, these stormtroopers. And I was like, oh, no, they're, they're still clone troopers. Yeah. I'm like, that's why they're so good, because yep. they're clone troopers. So they, they ran through the whole battalion of battle bots and everything like that. And then they, then at the end, like you said, was the big moment was Cody talks her down. Because he believes it. He believed it. He yeah. thought they were there for good. Yep. And even at the one scene when when the mom and the son open up the door and he goes, we're here to help you because yeah. uh, he believed that yep. he thought that the Empire was going to do good. Yep. And then he gets her to release the, the governor, the, the imperial governor. And as soon as he gets to release killer. her, kill her. And he you can see his remorse like I. No, Look, I, I said yeah. we were going to kill you her. Did, I didn't. Yeah, you did. I didn't. And then Crosshairs was like, good yeah. soldiers follow orders. And he killed her. And then Cody was like, oh, this is what I got into. This is not what I want to do. And on, and on top of that, it's, it's he now has that added wrinkle of I talked her out. Yep. And she's dead now because I told her it would be OK. I told her it would be OK. I told her we are not going to kill you. And then now whether she's I pulled the trigger or not, uh-huh. if, if she had not listened to me, she might still be. Alive. She might still be alive. So he has that extra added guilt Which that when he's afterwards talking to Crosshair about having to deal with those consequences. Yeah. You know, he's talking about his own consequences and he's trying to imply with Crosshair like you're, you're going to have to deal with them, too. You know? Yeah. And then at the end, after they after they do that, you totally see that Cody is very disappointed in himself and disappointed in what the what the empire has become. He's standing in front of that giant wall of uh, writing with uh, what's the t- Arabesh. Arabesh, yeah. And I thought it was really well framed, like the 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 framing of the shots and everything, like how big this wall was. I don't know what it said, but I'm sure it's all about the empire and how good the empire is, and what the empire is going to do. And you see the two of them standing there, and they're small in comparison to the wall. And he says to Crosshairs, like, are you sure this is what you want to do, basically? And Crosshairs is like, good soldiers follow orders. Right. And he was like, you're right. I'm out of here. And that's that's the last time you see him. Then Crosshair gets called up to the Admiral again, and he says, "Uh, I have another mission for you. He's like, sure, whatever. He's like, send me out. That's what I do. And he goes, yeah, you're going to meet with your new commander. He goes, what happened to Commander Cody? And he goes, who's that? And he says, Commander 2224. And he goes, oh, he he went, he, he went AWOL. And it's weird. A lot of the clones are doing that. And they don't seem to be bothered by it. They don't understand why all the clones are going AWOL. And I think they don't even care because they also know how expensive or how tedious it was 
the growing of the clones, even though they did it in a faster than normal human life. But right. they're now going to be taking over all of these planets and forcing these people into service for them at a young age at a young age and it'll be a lot easier for them to do that than it will be to make more clones so they're like whatever these clones are leaving Psh, we yeah. don't need them we're don't gonna have, hit you. yeah we're gonna have all these people instead so uh it was very well written like you said for star wars lore because yeah. we get to see all that good stuff we're going to give you the super fast version of 4. Super right? fast version. Because not much that happens in 4, really. Really, 4 was a lot of fun. A lot of action sequence. A lot of action sequence. A lot of good pod racing with more violence in there. and yeah, um, pod racing with blasters. Pod racing with blasters. Teo was a robot who was piloting. He was, man, he was hysterical and I hated him. But I hated like, him. Yeah, he was so arrogant. But yet, every time he, he I, got ran he's, over. He's the most human droid, we uh -huh. like, except for maybe... L337 in Solo. Or, yeah. yeah, Solo. Yeah, she she was... <laughs> fight the rebellion. Yeah. Burning her, her metal bra. <laughs> That's right, she sure was. Um, but <laughs> So, he was fun. He was a good pod racer. He wins his first race. Then a bad guy shows up who's friends with Sid. Apparently, Sid crossed him at some point, so now he's getting back at her. And th let's, let's be real, this bad guy's racer... Is basically just a reskin Sebulba. Exactly. Right? Like it's like, and hey, it was the same hey, creature and everything. Here's this alien that's really good at yeah. at at this sport who's gonna play dirty, and he has a gruff accent and he speaks in a foreign tongue. Yep, just like what we had before. Yep. Um, there was a whole bunch of aliens in this because it's easier to cartoon animate sure. them than it is to to live action them. One of them looked like it was a green guy. He had like a orange jumpsuit on. But he was the same character that you got in 1977, one of the aliens from Star Wars in 1977. Twi'lek? He wasn't a Twi'lek. He was green, but he didn't have the things. But I forget. Kind of like... Um, Greedo? Greedo, maybe. Arodian? Yeah, I think he was... He was green a, with like kind of spiky... Yeah, I think he... Uh, yeah, yeah. So it, it was a quick shot panning across, and you saw him, and he looked just like the action figure that you got of sure. him. Um, and then... So the, the big story arc in this one was just that uh, Sid loses all her money because her, her pod racer loses the race. He gets attacked by two other pod racers. Isn't it essentially the Phantom Menace? Like it was the Phantom Menace. It's the it's the first hour of Phantom Menace. They, yeah. they land on this planet. There's a race they have to bet on. And if they win the race, they They, get they to win go. their freedom and yeah. they get to go. Except the only difference was tech... They're really giving Tech more of an identity this year. Yeah. In the first season, he was just about numbers, which is what the other guy who now joined the Clone Force, who is more of Echo. a Echo, who's more of a robot than a person at this He's point. He's more machine now. More man. machine than, yes. <laughs> so they need to give Tech more to it than that. So he's really analyzing the race as it's going. He's watching, he's analyzing, he's trying to figure everything out. And... Of course, you know that Teo is not going to be the one to win the race. It was like Rocky Balboa. You're going to lose the first one, but you're going to win the second one. You knew Teo is not going to win it, but how they did it was great. Yeah. He First, he crashes. He's in a million pieces. Wrecker picks up his Our body. Arms and legs. I think <laughs> I found him. And then they start putting him back together. And he's like, oh, you're, and he's like still arrogant. You're yeah. doing it wrong. That's not how that goes together. Yeah. And he, that that was the greatest part. Where are my arms and legs? And he like shimmies. I don't yeah. know if you if you saw that part, but he's like shimmying across the table. Also, 
They put them back together, and then, oh, my God, the movie Meet Joe Black. Did you see? So I was the only one in the theater that laughed when Brad Pitt (laughs) got hit by the car and bounced all over the place. Oh, man. Because I thought it was like, everyone's like, dude, you're an ass. (laughs) But I was like, oh, my God, that is so funny. This is how they destroy Teo is the same thing as in Meet Joe Black. They're standing in the pits, and this other pod racer just flies up, crashes into him, runs him over, gets out of the car, and just walks away. <laughs> and he's just like, eh, just a droid, just a droid, whatever. So then Teo's done, and then that's when Tex says, "Oh, I'll do it. Yeah, why not? Why not? I, and, and I'll make sure when I do it, I reverse my, some of my power to my d- rear deflectors. How that's right. That, and and this? yeah, because I told Teo to do it, and he said, "No, you're an amateur. I know everything." Um, so yeah, well, so now you're in parts and now you're in parts and now you're useless. So tech saves the day because he's a genius. Uh, he goes down the shaft that nobody goes down. It's a death trap. He's doing all kinds of flips around Tron cycles upside down. Marty McFlying it all over yeah, the place. Yeah. And, uh, surprise, surprise. He, he wins won. the race. Oh my God. Oh my God. The last minute. How did that happen? And then who's going to come out of this crash? Oh. Uh, there it is. It's Tech. He wins. And it was really funny when they announce all the racers before the race. Tech. And Tech. Who's this guy? Is that his name? Is that his name? Is that all we got? Is he? And, and it also, like, all the cheers. There's like, yay, Tech. And then <laughs> silence. <laughs> it was great. And then at the end when he wins, they're all cheering Tech, 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 Tech. And he's like, oh, thank you. Now he needs a, a badass, like, racer name. Yes. Like, like I don't know, like. I don't know what's a good uh, racer know. name. The Silver Surfer. Tech the Mech. Tech the Mech. The Racer Extreme Tech the mm-hmm. Mech. Techer the Wrecker. <laughs> There's already a record. That's not there good. is a record, but that's okay. Uh, so, yeah, so that's how that ends. It was a lot of fun. That episode was fun, and it went fast. Yeah. They were both about 24, 28 minutes long, but it went fast. Like, I was watching it, f- taking notes for the show that we skipped over because we talked so much before that. And I'm like, holy cow, it's like three quarters of the way done already. That's the the animated shows. I just feel like always feel like they go by really fast. Yeah. I mean, we feel like they're fast when we're watching the live action. It's like 40 minutes. So. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, so they were both awesome. I liked them both. Um, once again, if you like what you hear, please like, subscribe, click the comments down below, all that good stuff. Yeah. Share this with your friends. We had actually a good, a healthy amount of viewers today. Uh, the more people in the live chat, the more fun it gets and the, you know, the more money that no one sends us. That's right. So uh, tell your friends about us. Share us on all the social meds. Um, you know, make sure you check out our, our Patreon, which we don't really have. Well, uh, ears up our, Patreon. <laughs> ears up. Ch- yeah. That doesn't give us any money, yeah. but that's okay. And make sure you check out, uh, Rob's only fans. That's um, right. My, which, I, all where feet he, picks. Where he sells all star Wars feet picks. All star Wars um, feet picks. I have, uh, the, the, the giant slippers, the, uh, tiger slippers yeah. that I have. I just take pictures <laughs> of those it. all the time. All over. Yeah. All uh, over that. But yeah, we'll be back in. About a week and a half, uh, mm-hmm. two weeks, something like that, yep. with uh, Tom Amin. I, was, I keep saying December, but it's no, February. It's February fifth. Tom Amin's going to be on live with us talking about his new album, uh, and it's going to be a good time. It will be a good time. All right, y'all, have yourself a delightful day. And from those of us here at Banthamo Podcast Headquarters, we have spoken. We have spoken. <laughs>